2: This is the Kenny and JT Show on News Top 1480 WHBC. And welcome back to the Kenny and JT Show here on News Talk 1480 WHBC. Thanks for hanging out with us. Big weekend of football for you. Friday night, high school football, of course. We've got it covered. Uh, Lake playing host to Perry in uh, round one playoff matchup, 7 o'clock here on HBC and Mix 94-1. Then, of course, on Saturday, the Buckeyes, a 7.30 kickoff. Camp Randall, Wisconsin, Ohio State. Getting it on should be a big Big Ten matchup and joining us right now to break it down because he's on the call for College Football Radio and he is Chad Brown joining us here on WHBC. How are you, Chad? Oh, fantastic,
0: fellas. How are you guys doing?
2: Always great to catch up with a 15-year NFL linebacker turned uh, member of the media. We appreciate your insight as always, Chad. And uh, I want to get your thoughts before we go to uh, Wisconsin-Ohio State. I want to get your thoughts on Ohio State-Penn State from last week, as I'm sure you've checked it out, getting ready for this week's game. Uh, what did you take away from the Buckeyes' 20-12 to 12 win?
0: It was once again another week where the Buckeyes found a way to win, but the, the interesting part is while clearly they're one of the best teams in the country, there's been a, just an unevenness to Ohio State this year where they are not consistently good. They are not feel so. Uh, this game was a bit of a microcosm of their entire season. They were the better team. They had the better players. They found a way to win, um, but not nearly in the same impressive fashion that we are used to from an Ohio State Buckeyes team.
1: Chad, isn't that parity in college football, though, a little bit?
0: It actually is. And and I, I think there's a, a, a growing parity. Uh, and I think coaches are now faced with another learning hurdle to figure out. Last week, I had Mm Alabama-Tennessee. And people were talking about, you know, maybe Nick Saban needs to retire. Maybe college football has passed him by. Nick Saban has not forgotten how to coach. But in a new era of football with transfers and things like Mm -hmm. that, for a guy as detailed as Nick Saban wants to be with his coaching, with his players, with their understanding, that's difficult to do. If every year you're going to have three or four guys on offense and three or four guys on defense who are brand new to you, and you're looking for them to play massive roles for you going into this. Season. So I think these coaches need to figure out a way to be somehow close to as detailed as they were in the past, but also figure out a way to get these kids up to speed as quickly as possible so they can themselves and their team's best chances for success. So it's partially parity. It's partially mm-hmm. the transfer portal. And it's, in my opinion, also partial due to some of these rules uh, that the NFL is instituting that are Now tricking down the college football. Teams don't wear pads as much as they once did. How do I coach these guys to be great tacklers? How do I coach my team to be a great defense when we don't put on the pads but once a week? So it's all these new ways of doing football that are affecting the dominance of once uh, we thought of as these blue blood teams.
1: Kind of sounds like the NFL, doesn't it?
0: It does. It does. And the NFL, I mean, they're only allowed 14 padded practices. Yep over an 18-week season. They're going to play 17 games, one week of a bye, and they only allow 14 padded practices. How do you get your guys up to speed if that's all you can do? If your team is a poor tackling team, how do we improve that if we only can put on the pads once a week? Uh, Plus the restrictions with the off-season programs? all that I think is beginning to chip away at the product we see on the field. We're football fans, we still love it. The games are still exciting. But I don't think anyone could say, you know what, football is played at a higher level now than it was played five years ago or ten years ago.
1: Former NFL player and NFL and college analyst Chad Brown joining us right now on the Kenny and JT Show. Chad, Kenny was telling me minutes before we went on, he reminded me that you played for the Colorado Buffaloes. My question has got to be this. From what we saw from Shadour Sanders the other day when the Lakers were at the Nuggets, did you ever sit courtside when you are at college and ask LeBron James For a jersey? (laughs) Amazing. Uh, It's a new era and a
0: new time in college football. Um, So, no, I never sat. (laughs) I didn't even sit courtside at CU basketball games. (laughs) 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 So, much less to go sit courtside on the opening night of the NBA champions. I mean, how much were those tickets? And so, yes, and LeBron James and, and nobody of that uh, status during my time paid me a visit on the sidelines, nor did I wear a $70,000 watch when I was doing all of this. It is a brand new era of college football. So I don't want to sound like an old man and get off my lawn kind of thing. Uh, these kids are in a new time and they're, this is a the space they, where they can uh, flex their social media muscles and show everybody what they've gotten, what they've earned. Um, I just wish they would play better football on the field. That's what I wish. All
2: right how about this though okay yeah you earned your jewelry winning a national championship Uh, it wasn't given to you uh via an nil deal how about that that is a a
0: great point to make and uh i gotta agree with that uh you know you can have your watch i earned my fancy watches once i got into the nfl but i did earn a national championship ring with a number one in diamond on that thing and sometimes the celebration of who you are and What you could potentially do gets lost in the conversation of what you actually have done. So uh, these kids today, they make money on potential versus me actually having to go out and do it and earn it on the field.
2: Love talking football with this yep. guy, Chad Brown. You can follow him on Twitter, at Brown 94 uh, 15 years in the NFL, uh, won a national championship with Colorado in college, their only national championship. Uh, and now he's breaking down the game that he's going to be calling uh, on radio this week, and that is Wisconsin hosting Ohio State. And we just got word before we came on the air, Chad, that Trevion Henderson has been cleared, will be full go at running back for the Buckeyes this week. How big is it to that struggling offense to have their number one running back back?
0: That's huge. Now, now Trevion has warmed up the last couple weeks. Um, Even in the game I had, Ohio State-Purdue, he came out and participated in the pre-game warm-ups with uh, a lot of guys. So it's kind of been tantalizing for Ohio State fans when he was actually going to return to the field. I think this is going to be the week. Obviously, he's going to be a major shot in the arm for this offense. And again, for a team that is struggling to find some consistency, uh, to be able to run the ball, which then gives Kyle McCord a better opportunity to throw the ball down the field with play action passes and things like that, that's going to be a huge boost for them.
1: Chad, we never get an opportunity to see Wisconsin. If it weren't for Luke Fickle being their head coach, we probably wouldn't even know where it was. But I, I did read somewhere where Tanner Mordecai, is that their, was that their starting quarterback who's on the injured reserve list or on the injured list? And if, if he is, who starts a quarterback for Wisconsin?
0: Yeah, so Mordecai is out. He had uh, hand surgery last week, so he, okay. he's done for the season. Okay. So Braden Locke will take over. And Braden Locke started, uh, or, or finished the game against Illinois last week. And uh, the first half, was a bit of a struggle for him. Mm -hmm. Um, Some inaccurate passes, some poor pocket presence. But as the game went along, he found a way to get better. Uh, So, you know, only 51% passer on the season and 51% last week against Illinois. But, again, he found ways to get better in the second half. And so for Luke Fickle to figure out how to get the best out of his redshirt freshman, he's going to have to run the ball. Braylon Allen is one of the best running backs in the Big Ten. So he's got a guy to hand the ball off to who can make some noise when he actually gets the ball in his hand. Now they are kind of restructuring things in Wisconsin. Wisconsin has been a run-based power-focused football team. Now they're going with a little bit more of a a spread and a tempo attack. Phil Longo, the offensive coordinator has brought that system with him. Um, So they are kind of in a transition year from one type of personnel to another type of personnel. So this is kind of an odd year for them, I think, to be able to fully install their offense and for Wisconsin fans to see all that they want to be in the future because they're still dealing with that personnel that was recruited on
2: a very different system. As I look at this Ohio State team, Chad, at the beginning of the year, I said they're going to lose two, maybe three games because I had concerns about the offensive line, which I still do, right? I had concerns about Kyle McCord, and even though the numbers look good, I see him making bad reads or still making bad throws, right? But yet, here they are undefeated at 7-0, and and unlike Michigan, right, they've actually played two ranked teams and are still undefeated. So uh, is this team uh, a legitimate national championship contending team right now? Should I be eating my words, or should we pump the brakes and wait and see? No, I, I think you should
0: be. Uh, I think you should, we should also be considering them part of the playoff picture. Uh, they've got maybe the most talented player in all of football, Marvin Harrison, Jr., Kyle McCord, to your point, has been uneven, but he's found ways to subtly improve as the season's gone along. This offensive line, there's going to be some issues, but they seem to find some ways to be productive on offense despite some of those issues, Uh, and they play lights-out defense. So I think there's enough of a formula there for them to be automatically in that picture. You know, do I have them winning the national championship at this point? Uh, Well, I still have a a bit of a a wait-and-see. This will be another one of those, maybe not a massive test as far as them getting the win but I need to see them improve this week against Wisconsin for me to consider them as really a true national championship contender Um, now Michigan has blown everybody off the field but they haven't played anybody as you just said Ohio State actually has played some pretty tough opponents and have found ways to win there's a certain resilience and confidence that comes confidence that comes when you're able to do that
1: See, I look at it this way, and Chad, correct me if I'm wrong. When I think of the Big Ten, it is no longer, or at least this year anyway, is not quarterback you. I mean, when we look from top to bottom, you've got McCarthy at Michigan, and like you just said, they haven't played anybody. But there's no C.J. Stroud this year. There's no Caleb Williams in the Big Ten, in my opinion. So I look back to what you had said earlier, and you had the Alabama-Tennessee game last week, and that was a crazy game because didn't Alabama come back from being down pretty heavily to Tennessee and then pretty much put it on them?
0: Yeah, So from the very first play of the second half in that ball game, Alabama took over. Um, so whatever Nick Saban said to his troops at halftime certainly penetrated. But uh, the, even their quarterback Jalen Milroe mm-hmm. uh, started the season very rocky. Alabama's had three quarterbacks under center. Uh, they, he's the most sacked quarterback I believe in college football. They've given up uh, thirty. Gosh, after that game, I think they gave up four sacks. So mm-hmm. thirty-five sacks on the season. Yet they're finding ways to get better. So uh-huh. uh, again, even a program as storied and as historic as Alabama, even as great of a coach as Nick Saban is, they're fighting through hard times this season. And I think it speaks to what we talked about mm-hmm. earlier on this call: some of the rule changes, some of the practice structure changes, some of the parity of college football is catching up with even these blue-blood programs, uh, where they're you know don't have necessarily a whole lot to make you feel comfortable with who they are from week in to week out.
1: See, and that's where my mind goes. Because years ago when Urban Meyer came in, we need to be more like an SEC team. We need more speed. And I guess if you haven't seen the Buckeyes perform yet or seen this defense in person, it might be harder for you to qualify the fact that can we compare Ohio State to a team like Alabama? Because let's face it. We've aspired to be Alabama and Georgia for as long as I can remember, with the exception of the years that we've won the national title. In your mind, is it fair to say that Ohio State's on the same level as an Alabama or even a Georgia right now? Well, Georgia's
0: back-to-back national champions, and they're looking to possibly have a third. So uh, maybe Ohio State's not quite at that elite elite level, but they are a perennial top-five program. Uh, what what Ryan Day's been able to do, the level they've been able to recruit, the level, level they've been able to play football, I think you have to include them in that category. Uh, the track record and experience shows that kind of program that they are. Now, obviously, for Buckeye faithful, they want to hoist the Lombard, they want to hoist the, the national championship trophy at the end of the season. Um, is it possible this season if they find ways to continue to improve? And certainly, is possible this year.
2: He breaks it down for the Pac-12 Network. He's also an analyst for ESPN and Compass Media Networks covering uh, NCAA college football. He's Chad Brown joining us. All right, last thing, Chad, and we'll let you go because as a linebacker, if you're lined up, all right and you're looking over to your sideline and you're seeing all your coaches and all your players pointing to the sky telling you hey it's a pass it's a pass how much easier is it to play defense when you're sign stealing and you know what's coming your way allegedly like michigan has done the last couple of years
0: it's a huge advantage there's no doubt about that this michigan thing is quite ugly it's been a bit of an ugly season for harbaugh and michigan with the self-imposed suspension to start the year now, this scandal that's coming out and seems to be more than just rumor and innuendo, we're seeing we're hearing some pretty factual evidence come out about this. Sign stealing has been a part of sports forever, but when you do it in the organized fashion, counter to the NCAA rules, as Michigan is a, allegedly has done, it's an ugly thing. But to your point and to your question, if I can know definitively what the play is or at least have some idea or at the very least be le- able to eliminate things that it's not. Right. If I get any of those tips pre-snap, that gives me a much better chance of, of being successful. Um, even if you've got h- higher level players than I do, I give my players a even playing field when I get them a chance to know that information. So uh, this is pretty ugly. Uh, I'm pretty sure we haven't heard the worst of this. And we know once guys are put under pressure to reveal what they know, Uh, they tend to sing a little bit louder and and point fingers at other people. So we'll see how this whole Michigan thing plays out, but it's certainly going to be ugly in the time
2: being. Yeah, I think so as well. Great stuff, Chad. Hey, have a great call of Ohio State and Wisconsin. We appreciate your knowledge on this. uh, And tell Annie thanks for hooking us up uh, again, and we look forward to chatting with you down the road, all right? Sounds great. Guys, appreciate it.
0: Have yourself a great one.
2: Chad Brown, former linebacker with the Steelers. Seahawks, 15 years in the NFL. Natty Champ with Colorado back in 1990. Follow him on Twitter.